Bitch with the hair on Birds of a feather flock together Yeah, yeah, yeah Still kicking facts up under pressure Yeah, yeah, yeah Still gotta keep the world together Yeah, yeah, yeah Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together Yeah, yeah, yeah Still kicking facts up under pressure Yeah, yeah, yeah still... Hello, hello, hello And thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast I'm your host, Karee Robertson Alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And you've entered the studio for episode 160. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah. I want to hit a big thank you to everyone. I see analytics on the bounce back. Everyone, you know what I mean? It was on a little bit of a low, but we've seen the the uptick. Everyone's uh, <laughs> done with their, you know, little we blowing outside break. And so, yeah, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for rejoining us. And uh, all our new time, our first time listeners, you're appreciated. Welcome, welcome. But, uh, yeah, you've been getting into anything interesting this week, weekend? Yeah, I caught some pretty pretty good shit. Nice. I saw um uh uh something I wanted to see for a while. It's called Major Grom Plague Doctor. It's mm-hmm. a Russian kind of yes and no superhero movie. Um it's about this uh it's about this this cop <clears throat> named Major Grom and he's he's the type of cop who's like he's all about justice or or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He's the type of cop that he'll catch the criminal, but also cause like a hundred thousand dollars in collateral damage doing in, in the yeah. process, right? Okay, so he's like justice at all at any cost. Pretty much, that's pretty much him. And um, uh, uh so the movie is about uh the skeleton of the movie is about Major Grom not having any friends, not knowing how to talk to people, and basically just being like a terrible human being. And the meat of the story is about this uh, plague doctor character. Mm-hmm. Who's basically like Batman with the Plague Doctor mask and oh. fucking wrist-mounted uh, flamethrowers. Oh. So uh, the movie opens up and it takes place in uh, someplace in Russia. I want to say St. Petersburg because they mentioned that at one point in the movie. So I'm assuming that's where it is. And um, it opens up with like this billionaire son. He gets, uh, he kills this, um, he was drunk driving, kills this little girl. He's on trial and basically because he's the billionaire, he gets off. Of course. So Affluenza. Exactly. So um, right after that, uh, uh, Plague Doctor's like, nah, son. That's when the Plague Doctor uh, uh, character is introduced into the movie. And he fucking fucking, uh, immolates him in his uh, Lamborghini. And then begins to start start a crusade against all the corrupt rich people in the city. And so the movie is about how Major Grom catches uh, the Plague Doctor. But that shit was fresh, man. I really okay. enjoyed it. I really liked, uh, like, it looked really, really, it looked really Sounds good. Sounds like a bad guy versus bad guy movie. Pretty much. They're both anti-heroes fighting yeah. each other, pretty much. And, um, I, 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 but there's a nice twist to it, though. That That's that's kind of. I like that. I like really that weird. that kind of uh, setup for the um the character exposition. And at the same time, it feels very Russian. <laughs> it feels very Russian. Now, none of these guys are good guys. Our stories do not do good guys pretty in our much. stories. But it's pretty dope, man. Um, he also has some uh, a nice cast of supporting characters too. Okay. But uh, they're not that important. It's really, it's really about. It's really the core about, of the story is Doctor is, is what, what's his name? Major Grom. Major Grom. Yeah. Like, Major Grom and Plague Doctor. Which you feel I, me? Those sound like very interesting characters. Yo, the Plague Doctor's pretty beast, bro. Like I, I would rock that supervillain costume. I'm with that. It's got the the dope Plague Doctor mask. The 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 body is pretty much like Batman. And he's got this like fucking. It's not even like a regular flamethrower. He has this fucking like. It looks like the a smaller version of the fucking time cubes that they use to to dissipate the universe in Loki. Mm. So it's like a. It's got this little cylinder. He clicks into his wrist mounted shit, and it's like special napalm. It's like t- some shit like that. But 
They never really explain what it is, but you don't need an explanation. This nigga shooting fire from his wrist. Not wrists. at all. So it was, it's basically about how he ends up stopping the plague doctor in the end and like a super twist that uh, uh, the movie throws, throws at you about the plague doctor, which I, I really enjoyed because it sort of seemed like, it seemed uh, um, like pretty cut and dry mm-hmm. until they introduced the twist. And I was like, all right, guys, I see. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool. That I sounds like a good that. ride. It was it was very good. I I recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's um, you know, it, it's 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 one of those things where you're like, well, they even said it themselves in the end, right? It's not technically a superhero because he ain't got superpowers, but they're like a super person, a superhero is someone who fights supervillains. And I'm like, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And they even did the whole um, oh man, but then MCU that, but thing. a lot of supervillains fight supervillains. I think it's a very loose definition, no? Uh, it is, but the superhero in general is a loose definition. You feel me? It, there's yeah. ver- there's tons of different types of superheroes. So just because you don't meet the the Superman model doesn't mean you're not a superhero, right? Absolutely. I do no, think no, that I do agree the, with that, um, but I do think that there's more to the definition than you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But uh, in that moment, they weren't trying to do like, oh, let oh, me give oh, wait, you a this, detailed this was in breakdown. The movie? Yes. Oh, okay. They okay, themselves I said it in the movie. I, I was imagining that you were like, re- like. Nah, watching breakdowns. It was a scene at the end of the movie where she where she's like, oh, they're talking about me like a superhero. And he's like, but I'm not a superhero, though. And she's like, well, a superhero is someone who fights bad guys. Oh, okay. I, I can dig that exposition. So, it was, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I checked that out. I also caught um, Justice Society 2, the animated movie. That was fucking dope. That's okay, I, did, super I, I didn't dope. even know there was a Justice Society 2. Yeah, it just came out um, probably a few months ago. A little bit All before... Right. I gotta um, get on that. Uh, Long Halloween, I think. A little bit before Long Halloween it came out. Oh, wow. Okay. But um, it, it's it's pretty dope. It's about uh, man, I don't even know if this is like another reboot after New Fifty Two. It seems like it, or if this is just its own independent thing. But it's about um, uh, you start in modern day when the Flash and Iris West are having. Well, she wasn't Iris. Yeah, Flash and Iris are talking, and Iris West is basically like, "Yo, what's up, Flash? What's up with the commitment? What what are we doing right now? We've been going out for years." You just keep running away, and he has some sort of boasted excuse. With like, it's to keep you safe, baby. You know how it is. And then immediately after that, fucking uh, some shit goes down in Metropolis. He goes off to help Superman versus Brainiac. Brainiac shoots Superman with a kryptonite bullet, and in attempting to stop it, he enters the Speed Force and goes back in time, or at least what he thinks is back in time, but it's actually an alternate universe. Mm. And it's uh, it's like the World War Two. And it's basically the Justice Society versus the Nazis. And it's pretty lit, pretty lit. The only thing I didn't like about the movie is the main villain. Because the fucking main villain has goddamn mind control powers where he just touches you and you're now a bad guy. And it's, it's you know. They use, he used that to control um, Aquaman to great effect. And then later on used to use it to control Wonder Woman for a little bit. But it's just like, man. And the nigga slinked away at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. It's like, he didn't even, like, he didn't even get his fucking comeuppance, bro. You feel me? Like, they, they resolved the situation and then they looked around and the Flash is like, I don't know where it is. And I'm good at finding these sort of things. Like, it's just disappearing into the air. Like, man, if you don't get the fuck out of here. People with, like, mysteriously overpowered skill sets, like... <laughs> Now we, we I can mic control. I'm super durable for whatever reason. We, we've had way too many good explanations for people just to like not use them anymore. Yeah, it's like now nah, we, we we've been spoiled. You have to give us a good explanation for why this nigga just. Why, yeah. yeah, why this? Why the super speedster can't find him? But it was pretty dope. Uh, the the roster includes like a Wonder Woman, uh, sort of like a backseat Superman. In this one, he didn't. 
And this one is um, Jonathan Martha Kent died when he was three, so he and he was raised in an orphanage. So he was like, when you encounter him, he's not Superman yet because he's like, where I come from, I look out for mine. And so I was like, damn, Superman. But uh, okay. You know, <laughs> He had Jay Garrick Flash. I mean, that goes sideways real quick. Absolutely. Yeah, I that, can imagine. When Superman says that, it's like, hey, that's fine for normal humans. But when Superman says that, shit goes sideways real quick. Um, uh, but the cast included Diamond Lance, uh, Our Man, which I've never seen Our Man in, Not a, familiar. in a production before. He's a scientist that comes up with the serum, serum that gives him superpowers for one hour and pretty much makes him Superman without the flight and the breath and the eyeballs so you just gain strength and vulnerability for an hour and good enough for me who else is there give me an hour of that shit nigga i'm molly whopping fools yeah hey man you can do a lot in an hour yes sir especially with superpowers god damn it and um uh who else i think that's it hawkman was the other was the other hero on there and that shit was pretty good it was about them finding out what the fuck the nazis is doing at which point you eventually find mind control buddy and then um, he controls uh, controls Aquaman into unleashing the Kraken. The and Kraken. He, and he goes, but the fight scene at the end where they take down like the Kraken and all of its um and all and all of the sea creatures that come on Earth, that shit was really fresh. There was there was a moment where like Dino that was a big fight. Yeah. Okay. The big fight was against like the Kraken versus the city, the Kraken and a little bit of the um, Atlantean army versus the heroes and shit. Because this nigga's like, yo. Yo, you gotta get, you gotta take over the, you gotta destroy the humans before they destroy you. You know they're coming to destroy everything, right? Yeah. And so, why well, you always gotta play on your insecurities? Because <laughs> he's a Nazi, so you know. True. So he's a, he's a, he was a terrible person all around. So you know, but there was lots of really really cool parts in the movie. Um, Wonder Woman, as always, fucking dope. Uh, they had some really cool shit with the Flash too. Uh, our man, unfortunately, you know, with uh, with with the, with the invulnerability and strength uh, uh, power set, there's not really too much for him to do when fighting against Nazis. So he was just kind of I mean, he's there, but you know, if, if you're only gonna have it for an hour, it better be pretty extreme. Like if, you, if you're not gonna, <laughs> like if I'm only, I'm not going into no super powered fight for an hour unless my powers are Hulk level, because Hulk could 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 finish a fight in like five minutes. Most fights. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you go five minutes with the Hulk, my nigga, then you probably aren't going to win the fight anyway. So I'm cool with that. But if my, like, if my superpowers aren't, like, game ending, then shit. An hour? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen Superman fight for more than an hour on some bullshit. Yeah, but you're fighting Nazis. And, you know, there's lots True, of soldiers why, out there who ain't got no superpowers that fight for way more than one hour. Which is definitely why they couldn't let Superman be there. Because <laughs> Nazis do not stand a chance to, to Superman. You feel me? Pretty much, he didn't show up until the Kraken did, for sure. Like, because that shit would have been over super quick. But yeah, just punch everyone's head off. You kidding me? Hey, man, that's the move. Yeah, that's the move. I that's mean, that the is move. the move. I mean, if your neck isn't strong enough to hold your head against my punch, then that's what I'm going. That's your for. bad. That's, That's your bad. I mean, feel me. You should have worked that out before you came to the fight. You should have known I was coming. <laughs> Damn. There, there was um, there was actually a, a moment in um, in the movie where that shit happened too, where Brainiac first showed up and he kind of subdued Superman. And Flash is like, "So what do we do?" And he's like, I'm "Just gonna hit it really hard." <laughs> he said something to the effect where I'm gonna die, so I'm gonna hit it really hard, and then I'm gonna go home. Like. <laughs> And 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 that's my bag of tricks. My man's got it. You feel me? It's it's uh, if hitting it don't hitting really hard doesn't work. Maybe I'll laser it. 
I mean, I'll stick around to see what your plan is if I can help, but I don't got nothing else. But my plan starts and ending with punching it super hard right in the fucking mouth. Right in the right in the mommy daddy button. (laughs) But that shit was dope, man. Uh, There was yeah, the scene at the end where fucking Dinah Lance's um Sonic Scream like ripped apart a giant shark ray was pretty fresh. Damn, that was pretty fresh. But yeah, to rip it apart though, by shredded that shit. And and that's my that's my issue with like your superpower putting things that you might have an emotional attachment into danger. Like that's bad. (laughs) Like you know what I mean? That's why I love the deep so much because I'm like yo. He had a problem, probably Yo, because all the, the sea creatures he would fucking summon like when they would die. I'm like no, oh, that's your bad. <laughs> uh, the deep is awesome. <laughs> oh man, but he's yeah. a great parody character. Oh, he is. Great. It is a great take on the Aquaman. Like, yeah, definitely my favorite take on the Aquaman trope. Yeah, but spot it. Just caught them two joints. So it was pretty fun. That's what's up. Have you finished um Record of Ragnarok? <sighs> I didn't even remember that. Damn, I'll finish it. I only got like three episodes left anyway. I know, yeah. And they're good episodes. They're good episodes. The, the setup is, is epic. I cannot wait. The manga's ongoing. Oh, you might want to get into the manga because the manga's out. Man, I, uh, it's hard for me to get into new mangas, man. I got, really? I, I'm on like faux right now. Speaking okay. of that, did you hear about um fucking, uh, uh, I believe it was Chuck Dixon who was talking about the, the American manga, and the American comics industry. And yeah, he no, was, I um, hear about it. he put out an article this week where he was basically speaking about the reason why uh, uh, manga is suffering, I'm sorry, why comics, comics is, oh. on our side is suffering, and it's like, it's because it's grown stagnant and stuff like that, and it's like, not only is it grown stagnant, but there's also, they're over-limiting themselves and only doing the same thing over and over again, whereas manga mm-hmm. has the diversity. And one of the examples he really? brought up you was, so? absolutely, one of the examples he brought up was- No, no not that, that manga doesn't have the diversity, but you think that American comics are stagnant? Um, according to him, and he works in the comic book industry, you feel okay. me? And I haven't no, and seen I that they are, um, I, I don't, I don't feel that way. Uh, but he's speaking as far as like the sales and stuff. I mean, oh, based on, based ah. on the shit that they've been doing, I see it for sure. Well, if, if you're talking about show. sales, I can absolutely understand why as a producer of comics, if you're looking at the sales end, you'd feel like the industry is stagnant. 1000%. I could see that because boy, man, I mean, Marvel Unlimited has... Uh, I I can see if you're looking at it from the uh from the sales end, it could seem stagnant because I think most people who consume comics or current comics on a regular basis do so through like Marvel Unlimited, and that's just a flat fee. And I think that's all of their currently produced or or current um publications. And so old comics are sold on resale, so that doesn't count to their sales. So yeah, I can see how that can get stagnant. In terms of storylines, um, the two storylines that I think are that are like really pushing boundaries the most, which would be X Factor and Marauders, I think recently got canceled. So I'm assuming they get canceled based on sales, right? Most likely. That's, that's <laughs> so so you know, and and so when they say that, I don't think artistically they're stagnant, but I think the sales on the IPs that they're trying to push the diversity in might be stagnant. And so, but that's <clears throat> that, that in and of itself could be complex too, because that could be either the IP people don't like, or people don't like the ideals that are being pushed. So I don't know, but I, I can see that, but I'm sorry, continue on as to the, the contents of that article. Yeah. He was saying that, um, while the artwork is, um, 
he's saying that right now uh, what's missing from american uh uh, uh comics is uh, dedication passion and craft <laughs> it's basically he said it's entirely Ouch. missing from the big two because really? it's so much um pretty much because of not only because of how political comics have become but also because of the fact that it's primarily superheroes they're starting they're they're losing out uh, uh, um to manga sales pretty much pretty much the american comic market is moving towards mangas like someone posted uh um i don't remember what subreddit i was on today but someone posted a picture and they were like oh look in fucking barnes and noble they've replaced the comic section with mangas and somebody was like well if you're a comic fan you don't go to Barnes and noble to buy your comics anyway but that's the point really is like brick and mortar stores are going away without brick and mortar comic book stores like the decline of that alone shows you how much like comic sales themselves have gone down. Absolutely. And despite the fact that they have something as big as the MCU to promote it, they're still having difficulty reaching the kind of sales that they did in the past. Which is is a shame. That's sad. You know, because yeah, I don't know. Um manga I would absolutely agree that manga are beating out comics in terms of popularity. I don't know, um, what I would put my finger on as to why I think that people really do like the manga storytelling format in and of itself, um, better than how the, uh, comic book industry has handled retcons and arcs. I don't think people like storylines like that. Yeah. I think that's one of the things you pointed out, like, uh, manga's end. Feel me? It's a story. They have a story and, and the story comes to an end at some point. But with our stories, like, our superheroes, like, Spider-Man's been 20-something since the fucking, like, I don't even know. It's like the 80s. I hate it. I hate it. And and honestly, I, I agree with that, that. I agree with that, um, with that, uh, with that assessment. And I believe that because of the way that comic books interface with people, people engage them at a developmental uh, stage. And so they, you know, they kind of think in ways that are, are generated by the stories that they're told, you know, yeah. they're the frameworks in which they think. And so comic books, uh, the way that Stanley was telling his stories, I don't think he was doing this on purpose, but inadvertently was, was affecting the way that people were, were incapable of growing up because the characters that they were idolizing weren't growing up. But if you look at a character like Naruto, he grows and achieves his goals. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. doing guts, like what, what what anime character doesn't grow and 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 go from the beginning to the end of their story? Not to say they they are dynamic personally. Like some uh, anime characters are not dynamic, but they don't repeat their life over and over and mm-hmm. over. You know what I mean? They're not stuck in a time. No, loop. they aren't. And and you could see it. It's it's it, you could people who who love comic books hate change. And it's like they hate the, the the growth and development of their characters. And it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's just weird. Because it's like even if even if you don't like where the character is going, the 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 vitriol they have whenever something is just proposed as change. Yikes. Yeah. It's they weird. Do be kind of turn it up when you change. Because it's things. not everything. It's not every. <laughs> it, said to do know, that. Not every fandom's like that. <laughs> but yeah. So that's an interesting um, take. I want to read that article now. Yeah, fucking Mr. Chuck Dixon, creative bane and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was definitely there in a time. And and once again, it's like 
an industry when it's at that indie stage is so creative. Yep. Yep. So creative. They're comfortable now. Because they're he fucking was, comfortable. He was Absolutely. there at the indie at the indie stage, right? Yeah. Like yeah. in the in the 90s when they were fucking struggling. I mean, he created Bane, but in the in the in That's the, old, right? In, That's yeah. old. But Bane is DC, and, and I was confused that with Marvel. But I, I was gonna say yes. Marvel was um there was a time when Marvel was struggling so bad they had to sell off their IPs just to stay afloat. You the difference me? between DC and Marvel is mostly semantic. Yeah, but because for, they were run by the same people for they're just going back and forth between the organizations. Right. But yeah. In that particular point when I made it, mm-hmm. I was, no, I was, I was actually saying that, it, you know, it's actually lending to your point. It, 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 whether you were describing DC or Marvel, your point still stands. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty true. It's pretty. They, he did say American comics as a whole. It wasn't it mm-hmm. wasn't just it wasn't. And just, then um, because that's how the industries tend to run is like because of the competition. You, unless you're someone like Variant, where you're just like, or Image. I'm sorry, actually, Image is what I was referencing, not Variant. Um, unless you're like Image comic, you're you're just you're making spinoffs mm-hmm. of other people's characters, cut and paste. You're just, you know, you're just you're just making cookie cutter stories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's why, like, I I I wish that we can, you know, just kind of create markets that. Even though they're competing for sales, they don't have to compete for IP. You know what I mean? Like, because of branding and things of that nature, tend, it pigeonholes the, the creative uh, juices of the artists that are involved in these processes so much. You know, and that, that's why I really love what Image, like, I loved Image Comics. Like, Man of War, Exo Man of War, I thought was super cool. Fucking um, Spawn, Darkness, yeah, everything. Witchblade. Yeah. Fucking shout out to Michael Turner, R.I.P. Big up, big up. <laughs> but Fucking yeah, man. Fathom. So uh, I, I watched this movie. I watched the, the Griselda movie, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is their first movie, but it's, I guess, the first one they uh, that was published by Amazon Prime. Okay. And it was good, man. It was a solid movie. Okay. Um, it was pretty good. And I, I enjoyed, like, I love what they're doing. It was a little bit of the... um glorification of the street violence that I'm never a huge fan of. But um outside of that, there you know, it it, it was a it was a a a, a well told hood story. You know what I mean? You know, like like it's of your belly vein type of stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, I will definitely put it I was it thinking the there. same thing. Like, good for you guys. That, that's how you do it, bro. Yeah, man. The, being a rapper, the money isn't all in the music. It's in everything connected to oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you do There's, shit like make a movie and then you put the soundtrack in your movie. That's where your real money oh, comes my nigga, from. Are you kidding me? My nigga, there's there's gonna be a whole generation of kids who grow up on this movie like paid in full, yep. like the uh, bellies. Cause you, you you remember how prolific Belly was in our in our in Hell our zeitgeist yeah. growing up? Like that shit was that, that shit was yeah, it was unprecedented is the right word. Fucking Jamaican and like American yeah. come together, like, but bro, that shit it, was crazy. I honestly would say in terms of today, where where that movie is situated, conflicted was the name of the movie. I think it's it's situated like that, but it was interesting because you could tell that they were amateurs. Like they, the the production quality was 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 Hollywood quality. Filmmakers, but in terms of the storytelling, there was some amateur storytelling mistakes that I only noticed because of how high end the storytelling has gotten today. You know what I mean? There mm-hmm. was um there was an arc in the beginning where. They set up someone 
to be a counter to the hero, like a not an not a enemy or a rival, but like a hindrance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then they tried to give him uh like a heartfelt death without actually giving him without the character buildup. Oh. Without giving him the character buildup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they established him as a hindrance and at that point of the movie there was no enemy there was no bad guy (laughs) so he was kind of filling that niche but then when he died they tried to make it a a a heartfelt moment in the character in the main character's life and i was like oh no you can't do it that way nah bro i'm not gonna sympathize with real life that works in real life that happens because it's real life's not a movie but in a movie you don't set your character development up that way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um it would have been better if they had already established the villain that person could have been established as a wayward, you know what I mean? Like a, a wayward understudy. And then his death would have had more impact to it. But because all of that character development hadn't been uh, done by the time he died in the movie, it felt kind of flat to me. Yeah, which it is, made a moment. And, but but it, honestly, it was just, that's just my opinion. It was all really well done. Um, but it, just in terms of storytelling, that would be one of my critiques. Um, it was set up for a sequel, and so the arc didn't finish. Like, <laughs> so that that kind of. But outside of uh, that, and the kind of glorification, you know, my nigga, everyone had stacks and stacks of hundred dollar bills <laughs> everywhere. It was absurd. Like that part. That's how it is like, in the hood, Kareem. Haven't you ever been to the hood? That's that, how it is. Oh, hundreds it, everywhere in the room. Is that why niggas throw garbage out their window because they have stacks of hundreds in their house and they don't give a fuck and they're decadent? Oh, like I don't know, I'm man. I'm stacking up my arm. You know what I'm saying? I'm using it to be. I'm using it to be a pretend. Oh, the money phone. phone. Oh, money phone. <laughs> oh man, I miss the money phone. Rico, we gotta we gotta make enough money to do to get to, to do <laughs> to money, money phone. That will be my first Instagram post. Will be me us and the money phone, bro. I'm not I, So we need everyone to put the out word out bank. there. We need <laughs> everyone to put the word out there. If you can get us enough subscribers, paying subscribers, so that we can do a money phone, we'll start posting on Instagram. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm, I'm <laughs> not like nope. Still not doing. I'm not withdrawing that much money unless I'm going directly to somewhere. To go do something with it. It won't be to take but, a picture and, and of bro, it. Bro, that's the crazy part. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I say that shit in jest, and there's people who will hear that and be like, yeah, Fuck nigga. Yeah, that's hell yeah, shit. nigga. Do that shit, nigga. Talk to Show them, that nigga. Right. Show them niggas how good you doing. And I'm just like, but they don't see how good I'm doing. They see food. Oh, like, pretty much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, man. Also, you know, like, who? I don't, I, don't, I don't get who people be trying to impress. That's the thing. Bro, and, and that's going to lead into one of our topics later because niggas be clout chasing. Doing the most. To their, to their own deaths. For what, though? But what did you gain? Was it that fun? That's Was living shit. on the edge of your life until you died in a hail of bullets that fun? Yo, but I anyway. S- I saw this one kid that was, um, it was a quote-unquote TikTok prank where he got in front of a train, got on the train track, set up a table, sat down, and like lit a cigarette and was like smoking in front of the train while the train driver is like laying on the horn. But the story does have a happy ending. He got like three years in prison and his Love two friends. And his two years and his two friends that helped him film the video also got two years as well. Dummies. Like, bro, what are you These doing? These are white kids? Now, I think this was in Morocco, I believe. Oh, oh yeah. No, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. Yo, those, yo, I mean, our American justice system is 
bad enough. But yo, other countries, all right, fuck around if you want. But I was just thinking like, yo, you were such an asshole for that. Absolutely. Like, there's so many people on that train that would probably go to work. Oh, or it was a passenger train? Home. Oh, yeah. it was a passenger. Oh, yeah, that's it even worse. I was thinking like, it was a cargo um, train. And they were holding oh. up, like, interstate commerce. Ooh, I don't know if a, I don't know if a, uh, I don't know. Cargo trains, cargo trains can stop. They probably would have. No, they, oh, actually, but it was, you're probably it was, right. They would have had a lot less likelihood of it stopping. Yeah. It was an electric one for show, like a, like a passenger electric. Thing. Oh, okay, like a monorail. What a yeah. dickhead. What a dick. Anyway, but yeah, back to conflicted. <laughs> Cloud chasing ass niggas, bro. Um, conflicted. It was really good, man. And big up to Buffalo, yo. Shout out, yo. They put Buffalo on the map, son. You know what I mean? Buffalo. And I've been meaning to talk about Buffalo because they just recently um elected a African American female socialist mayor. Which okay. I know, man. I'm, 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 I'm always uh, weary of when they hit too many buzzwords. Like you're doing so much, you're carrying a lot of bags. But those are all things I can get behind. <laughs> and and she's talking real breezy, so I'm, I'm willing to see. And and Buffalo, Buffalo, surprisingly, which I was unaware of, is a very, very black city. It's got a very large African American population. Um, which it has, I mean, you can only imagine if they elected an African-American woman, like true. only, <laughs> o- only black people true. elect black women <laughs> into office. Um, and that's to, to, to our benefit. And that's not to, that's no shade to black women, but that's to our benefit to say the least. But, you know, unfortunately you got your Lori Lightfoots that like to, you know, mar those, the, that reputation, but we'll see, you know, hopefully she's. You know, because, you know, people like Keisha Lance Bottoms and uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser, they're really loved by their constituency, from what I understand. So, you know, let's hope we get a little bit more of that and a little bit less of the Lightfoots. But, um, yeah, Buffalo on the map. Yo, West Side Gun, man, he's rapidly becoming my favorite member of Griselda. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm not going to lie. And, yo, I love the development of these niggas because, like, Benny came out. I was like, yo, Benny is, yo, he's hot. Yo, what the rest of Griselda gonna do? What the rest of Griselda gonna do? They just gonna walk behind him with his bags? Then Conway dropped his shit. Conway shit was stupid. I was like, oh, okay. This ain't no follow the leader shit. Like, Conway was just waiting his turn because they respect each other. You know what I mean? They all come in with heat. You can't drop at the same time and compete against each other. You cut everybody's back. Wes over there doing the most with his art and blah, blah, blah. That nigga not even about his rap. Now, West Side Gun, pray for Paris drops. And I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. You know, because that's his, that's his ad lib. I'm just, yo, he he very quickly is becoming my favorite uh, member of the group. And I love how their rollout came out like that because they they definitely put themselves out in the reverse order of charisma. Because even, <laughs> no, because that's no matter funny. how much you love Benny, no matter how much you love Bon uh, 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 Conway, you know, Wes is a different type of nigga, you know what I mean? They all doing their own thing in their own lane, but in terms of the charisma, like, in terms of what he's trying to do for the art, it's a different type of thing, you know what I mean? But I love how he waited till the end to, to drop his shit, you know what I mean? Because his is 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 a is a very eclipsing shadow because this nigga is big. Like, if you look at his work in the art realm in terms of art productions, it's not just rap. It's not just movies. You know what I mean? Like he's doing everything from paintings to sculpture to to all kinds of high art. You know what I mean? And I'm loving what this nigga's doing in fashion and everything. The, these niggas' style is not something I could even fuck with though, 
these niggas got the bright colors and everything. Like, yo, that's a different kind of nigga that 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 matches the color of his pistol to the color of his his bubble goose. You know what I mean? It's pretty funny. Niggas is wild, bro. But yeah, yo, West Side Gun shows up. Spoiler alert! At the very end, his character pops up. Yo, this nigga is the grimy killer, bro. The <laughs> grimy killer. This nigga rolled up, murked the nigga in front of his two homeboys. His homeboys was shook, just took the blunt, was like, let me smoke that real quick. <laughs> oh, that's that's gas right there. Walked away with the nigga's I'ma blood. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to yeah. keep that. I was like, damn, so how you going to smoke the nigga's homeboy and Thanks, smoke dog. his blunt? But yeah, yo, that the conflicted, it was the right of it. It, was, it, it wasn't uh, a good mix of, uh, like, Kind of, and it's called conflicted because the main character is trying to debate about staying in the street life or jumping out and trying to legitimize. And, and you know, and Carolina watched it with me and she enjoyed it a lot too. So that's always, that's 10 points right there. <laughs> that's 10 points right there. If I've finished watching the movie and my girl is like, yo, I can't wait till the next one comes out, 10 out of 10. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's an old saying happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Real talk So yeah Conflicted Definitely gets a solid Nine for me Like definitely Watch it with people It's something that You're gonna wanna talk about Um, Encourage other people To stream it Get the numbers up It's, it's a great production Um, But yeah Outside of that uh, Yeah let's move on Um, We got Yo My nigga This week in new music Has been Amazing Nice Three of my Three, well, two of my favorite artists and an artist that I've liked and didn't realize how influential he's going to be dropped a project that I think I think deserves discussion. So, um, here I'll start with Styles P. I'm gonna let the OG go first. Nice. Styles P. Ghosting dropped solid showing from Styles P. He's doing what he does. I, I believe his son did some production on this as well with him. Solid showing. I don't have too much to say about it. Check it out. Um. Styles P, he doesn't switch up the style too much. You know what I mean? Styles yeah. P is, is going to consistently give you his type of rap. I love what he's on. He's on a more uplifting note. He's still on his gorilla shit, but he's, you know what I mean? He's he's trying to show the vegan side of the gorilla, not the beat your chest side of the gorilla. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely catch that. So that with that being said, that's out. Vince Staples, bro. This nigga's fucking... And so Vince Staples has been... All over features, singles. So I think this is his first album. Vince Staples, self-titled album, Vince Staples. <laughs> My nigga. This is the smooth killer music, bro. <laughs> this is the this is the shit that 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 niggas that are gonna kill you and try to get away with it are gonna listen to on the way to the hit. Like is is it's very melodic. I, I love what he's doing with his with his lyrics. He's yo. Vince is a different type of nigga, and this is a different type of rap. This is definitely an album you want to listen through. It's, and it's short. None of the tracks are overly long. He's not beating you over the head with his rhymes. He's giving it to you with a solid beat. Um, I believe Kenny Beats is heavy on this tra uh, on this one as well. Uh, but yeah, Vince Staples, great showing. Take your time out to listen to that. It is well worth it. Vince, that I'll give that one a solid eight. Nice. Solid eight. You know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, it's a vibe. It's a whole vibe. You got to understand that. Um, and then to follow that up, IDK. 
I don't know if you're familiar with him, but please. IDK, who IDK is. IDK is ignorantly delivering knowledge. Um, <laughs> That's pretty funny. You gotta, I, please take some time out to listen to this out, this last one he put out. Um, uh, you, I, I, it's, it's one big long word, but um, it's about 45 minutes with a, uh, with a, um, with a visual that came with it that's pretty much uh, a, a one big long music visual uh, accompaniment with it. You see um, for yourself. You see for yourself, yeah. Uh, please take some time because I want to hear your opinion on this. Because first of all, like I had never really realized how much this nigga sounds and has the cadence of Kanye. Of prime <laughs> Kanye. That's funny. Prime Kanye, my nigga. I'm talking about graduation Kanye. I'm talking That's about... the only Kanye we're talking about musically. Yes. Okay. Just <laughs> want to anyway. establish that. Yes. It's the only one we're talking about musically. He is rapping. He is the spiritual successor. We got to give this nigga some flowers. Like, nice. I'm not saying that he is going to be the artistic genius of Kanye. That you have to earn. But when it comes to the spiritual successor of... of of Kanye's style, this young man is it. You need to take some time out and really give him uh, your ear because he deserves it, man. Because this showing that he put out was production-wise, lyrically, content in terms of what he's talking about, the the message he's putting forth is is really good. Really good. I mean, he... Yo, uh... Particularly the track Red. Snigger has a, 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 an MF Doom sample no with way. J Electronica and West Side Gun on the track. <laughs> and this nigga, and first of all, J Electronica's verse is better than any verse he had on his own album. J Electronica's verse, <laughs> it, it single handedly kind of reinstilled, like, okay, this is, this is why people will wait this long for J Electronica. This is why. And I'm glad that he didn't show up on his feature and and just like show up. He showed out. Okay? And then and on top of that, IDK's and West Side Gun and MF Doom. I mean, not that he actively was you know, producing for this track, but the sample that they chose was just perfect. But um everyone came with their super A game on the track. Like we got to start talking about with the uh the 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 legacy that IDK is trying to pull up that that I believe Kanye West just fumbled the bag on because he had a style a cadence and a content that people were hungry for mm-hmm. people were hungry for Kanye and that nigga just he lost it all he lost all of his marbles I don't know what happened. But this this young man IDK is like, yo, he he picked up the fumble and is running to the end zone with the Marshawn Lynch determination, my nigga. Real talk, like I was, I am exceedingly impressed by his showing on this. Really, really and truly, like I, I've heard him rapping. He's put out a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I think the name is very fitting. The name is very fitting. Um, but yeah. The music this week, whoo! This weekend's music, music turnout, man. It's the first uh, Friday release that it's really like, okay, um, you know, Tyler's album came out, and we'll probably talk about that more with Tyler when he uh, next time he shows. 
Nice. Um, but uh, Tyler's album was was good. But honestly, I think I think that IDK's album is better, and Vince's album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Tyler's album has its own je ne sais quoi. It has its own allure. It's its, its own um charm that 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 Tyler brings to everything he does. There's a reason why Tyler is is one of the most popular artists in the world right now. There's a very good reason. Um I just personally like it doesn't hit with me all the time. Because I can't listen to all his lyrics like you know what I mean? When he's talking about kissing his homeboy and his homeboy's girl, I'm like, <laughs> all right. I mean, that's not a sentiment I'm going to be able to say out loud. But nonetheless, that's you wrapped it really well. And the beat was fire under it. So I guess. <laughs> but yeah, this this was all music that that represented shit that I was, I'm all about. But yeah. Um, yo, I heard um, a track with Jesse Royal and, and Vibes on it, but... I mean, you know, Vibes is, is recording from, from jail, and boy, As he didn't sound good. He did not sound good on this one. Really? He sounded a little bit rough. That's rare. It's rare. It is. But I was wondering, I was like, was it just, it, it, it's very likely just poor recording quality. Probably. But yeah, it's like, yo, Jesse, why why you use this one? I'm Probably sure you gave a better one. Yeah, one I'm sure you don't. Him. I'm sure you don't go back to Vibes like, yo, Vibes, send me a better one, please. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, but um, yeah. Moving on from that, uh, there was some video game news which I thought was really interesting. So Casey Hudson, who's a former EA dev, yeah, uh, he was the used. writer of Mass Effect. Yes, 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 yes. Recently, ditched EA. Smart man. I don't Smart know why man. You, you were too good for that place anyway, Casey. You tripping? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly too good because he opened up his own studio, Humanoid Studios, and. So it's really interesting. So you have that. You have Mike Morheim in Dreamhaven. Mm-hmm. Dream That's his Haven. new place, right? Yes. A, yeah, he left. And so this is me, once again, going in my prognosticating bag, trying to foresee the way uh, markets form. And what it looks like is happening is a lot of these veteran developers who realize that they will not be able to develop good games in this corporate structure are leaving their their employers but instead of trying to create like a super studio where they're all trying to uh, once again work under one umbrella the best way for them to do it is to create niche studios that create certain game game uh 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 foundations like mike morheim studio uh, i think is probably going to specialize more in um platform design and game engine design and humanoid studios is probably going to do more story development. And so what they're going to end up having is, is a bunch of indie technically quote unquote indie studios headed by veteran game designers that, that uh, pretty much broker out their, their services to other indie indie studios with game ideas. And so you could have a game idea and you could just need someone to help you with UI design. And so there will be they're going to centralize most of the UI designers in an indie studio that will then develop for most of the games, you know, uh in the market. And I think that that is probably a lot more healthy way to uh, uh to create high-end games than it is to try to have one corporation 
controlled top down kind of like how sony does with their game development you know what i mean uh, uh sony tries to, to to control a large portion of game development under a single studio and that is very difficult to do rather than having an independent studio produce what it needs to be produced for uh, any given part of the game whether it's an art asset or a physics engine and then incorporate it and let them do that in the most because the way you develop um unreal engine is not the same way you write the story for final fantasy 16 and so to try to to have one corporate structure govern both of those processes doesn't work i think that's where you're getting a lot of the administrative bloat and the the problems with communication you see it in final fantasy game development it's one of the issues that they have is that they try to keep as much of this in-house as possible and that is really difficult to do because like what they were saying well i watch a lot of uh final fantasy development history and the reason why a lot of the individual designers ended up leaving square to start making games individually was because they had individual visions of what Final Fantasy was, and it was hard to reconcile their de- their design and development vision with the other divisions. And so it's easier when you're not you're not responsible for reconciling your vision with anything. You're being <laughs> given a, a job and a task, and you do it to the best of your ability, and then they work to incorporate that into the overall model under a single game director. You know what I mean? And that could be the game, the indie studio, and they can just they can utilize all of these things to the best of uh, uh, of their uh, utilization. Yeah, I like that model of game development a lot better than 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 what we're seeing right now. So I think that that's awesome, and 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 seeing a a a, a dev like Casey Hudson leading a studio says very good things. Says very good things because that's. That's what happened um, in a lot of the Japanese dev, uh, game dev studios that ended up producing a lot of better games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when they were able to leave the, the big umbrella and then work with individual uh, uh, developers that they chose and liked to work with under their own uh, indie title. Yep, I, I, I'm liking it. And if we can scale that up, to triple A to triple A production in a healthy way. That's the kind of stuff that I like to see. That's the kind of market sh- uh shift that needs to happen for us to 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 be back in that, you know, era defining uh uh games being produced. You know what I mean? Cause we, we're getting a smattering of good games. You know what I mean? We get, I think, maybe two to three good games a year. Mm-hmm. I think that that's healthy across all genres. And I think that that's I don't think that that's being hyperbolic or overly critical of the game industry we only get two to three but i i I think that that's underrepresentative of the amount of people making good games but they're just not reaching reaching, and also a a big part of that too is also like development cycles you know the bigger you get the less games the less you're going to be able to produce a game so you know what i'm saying like uh, uh, a game like um hades on steam Mm-hmm. Like you'll crank that out a lot faster than you're going to crank out any AAA title, and that's just how it is. Yeah. So I mean, just to, adapting it to those platforms is a task yes, in of exactly. Especially when you got to make fucking two or three different versions of it mm-hmm. that run on different systems. That's it's a programming nightmare. And the so, difference between a Switch and then the other two platforms is so big. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. 
those big cross platform. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that in and of itself takes 18 months probably easily. Yeah, should be interesting though. We'll see. But I'm yeah, see I think a lot Casey of does. with 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 a lot uh, the the model that they're looking at, a lot of that could happen simultaneously too. There there could be a design studio that is strictly developers who like doing that. You know what I mean? You'll never get that in a in a in a Sony or a Square Enix or um, any of the big, big AAA or EA or Activision, you'll never get a, a a a group of people that are their their sole job is they adapt things between platforms. But if you have an indie studio, shit, who says that 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 can't be your indie studio? And then you dominate that niche because no one else does it, type of thing. You know, that's why I love this model so much. Um, it's really healthy for the for the industry. But yeah, moving on from that. Um, yeah, not too much has been going on. Uh, you know, hearkening back to, to to what we were talking about before with the clout chasing. Uh, so evidently, I, and I was unaware of this until recently, uh, there's been a, a rash of, of killings of the, the people who were defacing the Nipsey murals. And it was like, I don't know, man. I I, I want to feel bad. I'm having a very hard time coming to grips because it's the same way I feel about suicide. It's like, yo, dude, no one told you to, to do that. You know what I mean? And I think that what's ending up happening is, is that there's a huge discrepancy between what these young kids are being told they're doing and the culture that they're partaking in. So these young kids think that they're just committing vandalism, I think. I don't know if that's what they're thinking. I'm just postulating. Hell nah. You're giving him way too much credit. He knew what he was doing when he was going. He could have vandalized any other mural in the city. Absolutely, absolutely. It, and 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 I think that he did target the Nipsey mural because of of the weight in which it carries. But I don't think he understands. Or or when I say he, I mean they, because it's several. It's it's multiple killings. Mm-hmm. One of them recently happened on IG Live, which mm-hmm. I don't understand why you would you would commit a heinous crime like that. And then sit out in public on IG Live in your car as if you, there aren't people looking for your ass. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, I don't think they understand what wall banging is. I don't think that they understand that it's not what they. If you think what you're doing is vandalism, then you don't understand that what you're actually doing is participating in a in a subculture of gang banging called wall banging, and that is a that. In their eyes, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying you're participating in something that there are people who who believe is a is a killable offense. I you know I you know you can't wall bang I'm not and not understand that is because like gang banging is the same thing Like wall banging is just another subset of that. That's what I'm saying. So how I, could absolutely. you see one and know that okay I can gang bang it that's dangerous but wall bang is different. It's different. It's a wall. See, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think that they understand what wall banging is. That's what I'm saying. They think that gang banging is one thing and you can be a vandal. I understand what you're saying. I I just think you're giving them too much credit. Yeah, yeah. I just just can't understand. It's because it's so stupid. Well, they made a choice, man. People make stupid choices all the time. And that's why I don't feel bad for them. I'm just like, yo, y'all are committing suicide. Like, holy shit. Yeah, it's cause and effect. Like, it's terrible that the streets are this way, but the streets have always been this way. And you know what? And it's not like people don't know that. There's videos that people are like, yo, I hope y'all know that this is what happens when you do this. And there's definitely suicidal tendencies. 
straight up suicidal tendencies because that shit don't make no sense. And 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 they're telling them, look, every time y'all do this, there's a gang of niggas who sit out here, figure out figure out what happened, and y'all know the rest. And it's, and and people still think that it's a game. No matter how many people die on IG Live screaming into the camera, help me, but your lungs is perforated so no air is coming out. Like, it was a fucked up video, man. And it's I'm just always like, going to be that way, man. Like, some people just do not learn from other people. Some people only learn by doing things, experiencing it, and be like, oh, shit. Huh. Shouldn't have done that. But unfortunately, they're doing things where the repercussions for them does not give them the opportunity to reflect on it. And unfortunately, it's such an unforced error. It's so stupid. Like it is. Like absolutely. Like I, I get it. You're poor. You get into the game. You're hustling. Da 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 da. Like those are the kind of errors where I, my heart goes out to niggas because that's un, 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 invariably going to get you mixed up in something. But I understand why you would choose to get mixed up in that. Why in the world would you vandalize a mural? For no like, like the, and then and then sit in public and act like you didn't do nothing. It's like, yo, Curry, it's are the, that's our th- that's this generation, dumb. man. That's Epically this entire dumb. generation. I don't uh. really see that as any different as the girl that got her stimulus check the first time and was on her phone outside and, and got it snatched out of her hand. It's the same thing. It, the difference is that her mistake wasn't like uh, she was involving. Upon, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like her mistake w- was that um, no, like, her mistake chick. will get you de- will killed, whereas one mistake will only get you yeah. robbed. There's still stupid mistakes that are that are spawned from like the internet culture and the TikTok culture and going viral and, and like being on 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 the gram and being on the live and doing all that stuff. It's it's just yeah. the unfortunate confluence of those two things. Yeah. If you know if if um media culture wasn't as prevalent, then they would be doing those stupid things but in other avenues. It's just that unfortunately yeah. the younger generation is absolutely attached at the hip to technology. And technology empowers you to just hang yourself. And technology more and more. tells people exactly where you are, even though you have the ability to turn that off. But again, oh. we are older. We go into our phones and disconnect things and change it to make sure we can't trap. Young well, people don't give a fuck about shit like that. You know, and 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 the reason why I internalize this and I get get so passionate because usually if you 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 know, I used to not give a fuck, but of course I have a son now, and I and I have to be vigilant in how I teach him not to fall into that trap. And, you know, I, I think all the time about, like, how do I... The reason why I am good with technology is because I have a very healthy distrust of it. <laughs> I have a very healthy understanding of, dangerous. of how dangerous it is. Yeah. And so I treat it with, with, with a certain amount of respect. Mm-hmm. Same thing like a gun. Same mm-hmm. thing like a gun. You, treat, you should treat every piece of technology the same way you treat a very sharp kitchen knife with a certain respect. But a lot of that comes with you know? maturity though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I mean, I was taught that very young. Yeah. Like, but that was you were really taught was. that. Yeah. And that's what not I'm everybody yeah. gets to, not everybody gets to have people who are in a position mm. to not only care about them and dispense good information, but also be able to keep you away from the, the other, uh, uh, you know, the other I learned bad some of that influences. from my father, which he was very good about teaching me about that, and my grandfather. But you know what else taught me that? Uh, Asian-themed movies. Because they teach, like, the, the samurai's relationship to his blade is, is, is something that is very atypical. 
Yeah, it's an you extension I mean? of his life. Yeah, and then you see that also translated at times in Western movies into the some people's relationship with their firearms. And I and I see that syllogism and understand that maybe the love of it is is being dramatized for the movies, but the respect that they have for this item and what it can do, that that is the takeaway, you know what I mean? And so yeah. Yeah. These kids have no no respect for for anything of that nature. That that kind of esoteric, you know, Thinking is beyond them, you know. Absolutely, they think about bitches. So that's that ghetto money, spirituality, <laughs> weed, and chilling. That's what they think about. They ain't think about. But they're young people. They're not supposed to. There's unfortunately our world. Our world is corrupt. You know yeah. what I mean? So young people, they shouldn't have to think about those things. But unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world, so they need to. But there's nothing wrong. I mean, you don't want to force them on th- those things on them. I agree with you that, but. I think that the you know if they have if they see adults healthily engaging with those things which obviously they are not I think that they have a better uh a better interface with with, with how they they choose to engage with them as they grow and develop you know what I mean and and I think that that's like the big job of parenting you know if you're doing a decent job of parenting you might not always know what to do but if you set an example for them where you're dealing with these these things in a healthy manner that's the best thing that you can give them because yeah, man, this shit that does, because you know, that this whole clout chasing and all of that, it, it comes from a lack of being taught the real avenues of getting respect. You know what I mean? And, and, and not for nothing. I wonder if that has something to do with the, the, with the disregarding of rites of passage. You know what I mean? You know, like, the rite of passage acted as a way of kind of resetting all of that childish shit. And now you're a man. So we're going to give you the respect of the man. And so you, from this point now, you build your life in such a way that you maintain that respect. Whereas now we're, we have these kids running around with no genuine way of how to earn respect in society. And so they're doing random dumb shit. You know, they got no good role models. The parents aren't helping the, the OGs and gatekeepers aren't there. And so they running around on 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 TikTok and IG Live getting shot up, you know, and 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 so yeah, I think heavily like if we don't have any societal rites of passage and graduating high school and college, those are bullshit rites of passage because they really just end up brainwashing you. It sucks. You can use them as the tools that they are and 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 garner certain skills and knowledge, sure. But they're not really rites of passage because none of the skills that you would need as an adult are the ones that you are going to utilize to gain that knowledge through. I've seen very immature people graduate college with great marks. And same thing with high school. Like you, It's not like a maturing thing. College and, 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 and these schooling institutions, while they will give you knowledge, intellectual maturity is not the same thing as social maturity. And that's what people are lacking. And that's what I think having you know, healthy and adequate rites of passages in our society would really help, you know, it would bring, you know, help give our young men uh, ways of, of establishing respect in society without going to these super dangerous routes of clout chasing and doing dumb shit, you know, I don't know. That's just my postulation, but I, I, I want to have a productive thought out of this because the it, thing I'm with tired. that is it requires what is already missing, which is a parent or mentor or big brother or someone with the knowledge there previously 
yeah. to be able to impart it to the person because that's why it's so important. A lot of young those. people, like it doesn't doesn't matter who the fuck you are, you can't tell them shit. Yeah, feel me? If you don't, if you're not really good at the thing that they consider to be the coolest or the most important or the thing worthy of respect, then it doesn't matter what you do. You're fucking irrelevant. You could be the president of the United States. If I don't think the president of the United States is cool, cool. it don't mean shit. That's unfortunately how it is with young people. And so what's, yeah, it's, it's really the fuck. It's really the lack of like mentors or. Yeah. That's why you're, you're absolutely right. That's why the example, I think brothers, like when was the last time you heard of a big brother program? I haven't heard of that since since I left high school, but yeah. big bro. Um, yeah, I was about to say on the block with the with the OG Crips. <laughs> <laughs> they got some big bros. But um, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and and that's why it's important we're throwing for those the kids to, to the wolves, man. Yeah, it's important for those things to be societal institutions because we can't rely on the individual because it, it, mm-hmm. it it's not for the people who can do it; it's for the people who can't do it. And so if the people can't do it, if there's a failing in that, societal institutions are what need to be there to to step in to help. To help. Yeah. Not to supplant, not to take over, but to help. You safety know what net. I mean? And, 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 and I'm not talking about, you know, and, and I was avoiding the word safety net because it's so affiliated with financial, but you're, it's just a support safety net. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just need people to to provide the positive example that is lacking. You know what I mean? And... Unfortunately, we don't have institutions that do that, you know, and that's that's that that's I think if we're looking, you know, if there's anything productive to be had from this whole spiel that I've that I've been going through, it's like that's what we need to build. If you're looking for something to do, just organize as many people as you can to be a positive example for when you encounter people who who are are just kind of aimless and don't really know because. People will fool themselves into thinking they're doing something, even though what they're doing is just aimlessly out of straight moving. necessity. Yep. Because you need to believe in order to keep moving mm-hmm. forward in an uncertain world. You have to believe in something. Oh, yeah. The human brain has to or, or the human psyche or uh, the ego based version of the human psyche that exists in our Western society needs that narrative to be continuous or else it breaks down. You know, when people start to doubt themselves. They they aren't taught, and that's why you're, it's 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 kind of important to 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 have self doubting moments early in life, so you can learn to deal and cope with them, because when you they happen late in life, they end up being they ego dissolving moments late in life tend to be mental breakdowns. They tend to like. Did you see that lady on fucking American Airlines flight that they duct taped to the chair because she was having a <laughs> mental breakdown in the middle of the flight? Shit was hilarious. But that's what it looks like. Like, someone said something to her that challenged her ego so thoroughly she broke down. You know what I mean? And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be careful. Duct tape. Imagine being duct taped to your seat in a plane and everybody's cool with it. Oh, yeah, dude. People are disembarking, just walking by her, like, nope, bitch, you earned it. God damn. But yeah, you know, like, you don't want it to be, you don't want those kind of moments to happen late in life when you've built so much on top of your ego. You need that to happen early in life and in a healthy environment that's not trying to destroy you. You know what I mean? Like those ego dissolving moments that you have as a kid where your parents like, yeah, all of that. None of that's going to change the situation. It's important to handle those well (laughs) because you don't want to grow up having never had them. And then, you know, you you end up being a sociopath (laughs) thinking that that you're entitled to all of them. Yeah, you know. (laughs) 
that you're entitled to all of those, uh, to everything going your way. And it's just not how life is. Anyway, moving on from that, we'll wrap up on this. I just wanted to give an update on the Haiti, um, what's been going on down there. So I know I was talking a lot of conspiracy theory shit, but um, yeah, uh, just to, just to clarify what's going on, they they caught or killed all of the the men involved with this um with this uh with this operation. It was mostly uh there was a, a few American born Haitians, um Colombian mercenaries, and a few uh Haitians who were um part of an organization. Um, and and I actually watched a uh, a breakdown of this by a reporter who's on the ground out there, and it was it was really interesting because uh, they pretty much have uh, there's a there's a Haitian oligarch who owns a significant portion of the car import industry uh, who has been funding a local. Uh, defected police officer who has been rallying people against Hoven uh Hovenel Moise because Hovenel Moise is bringing in foreign trade to circumvent the local, the local ol- oligarchs um power uh to you know take over the economy and i guess the local oligarchs consolidated their power under this this one man i don't remember his name exactly but um yeah, he in conjunction with this local um I don't want to call him a warlord, but he he heads a, a gang of defected uh poor people who, you know, rightfully believe that um Hovenel Moise's uh uh dictatorship is responsible for a lot of the economic woes on the island. And so they were I wouldn't say coerced, but um they in conjunction with financing from the Haitian oligarchs worked in conjunction with these mercenaries who i guess were were transported uh by american uh uh forces to Haiti and from what the journalist is now speculating is that the whole thing went sideways after the murder because America is looking for a reason to to send military forces over to to subjugate the Haitian workforce again um because that's just something that America does like evidently a lot of the sweatshop labor that America benefits from comes out of Haiti and these all of these uprisings and political unrest are interrupting the the uh the trade and so to to discipline that workforce America kind of sold out those mercenaries to the Haitian government in hopes that now they can step in because the the new puppet that they've installed is now asking for American intervention. He he they they he literally went on international television requesting America to send send military aid. So now they're getting to 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 clean up the the mess that they very much had a hand in instigating, which. Man, it was crazy, man. It, the 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 reporter it was a forty five minute breakdown where he just went in on all of the working parts, and I was like, wow. <sighs> the manipulation of people for the ends and gains of of uh, elite few, man. 
But yeah, so that's, that's pretty much plague doctor went in, bro. Yeah, yeah. So that that's pretty much the what I understand as being reported from journalists who were on the ground out there. Um, it was a mixture of grassroots uprising against Jovenel Moyes, aided by foreign mercenaries, financed by Haitian oligarchs that that took out Moyes. Jovenel Moyes. It was not fucking with you, bro. No, bro. Like, like, it was man, not you pissed, with you. yo, bro. Who ah, you damn. pissed off a lot of people if that's the organizing you feel power me? behind you? They got an international coalition of killers yeah. to come get you. And when America, and, and well, and, and the the ultimate betrayal comes from America because he was an American back dictator. <laughs> yeah, and so so the fact that the fact that they turned on him like this. I mean, it's Just not shows. really a betrayal, though. I think it's the puppet. The, it's the puppet master's uh, uh, leisure to dispel his puppet, whatever he's done with them. You feel me? Yeah, to dismiss see, his puppet. He was willing to play the American puppet because he, I think, ultimately, like in his own deluded way, felt like he was ultimately having Haiti's best interest. So he'll wheel and deal in anyone who puts him in power to get. To 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 get more for the quote unquote Haitian people. Now, of course, he was lining his own pockets the whole fucking time, <laughs> but in his own deluded uh, logic, I feel like that's where he what what he was trying to to put forth. But you know, once America, once he once he started dealing with people that America explicitly told him not to, they're like, all right, cool, man. You think that we can't <laughs> fucking get you? We literally have a school called the School of Americas where we train assassins to get rid of people just like you. Like, literally, we don't hide it. Yeah, you can do it if you want to. Do it if you want to. Yeah, he was tripping. If you're going to do something like that, you better have a contingency plan. A yeah. really good contingency plan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up on that. I just want to give an update because, you know me, I always like to jump out on the conspiracy theory ledge. But I always want to come back to, to reality and give the give the give the 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 actual facts of the matter, you know, once once I've simmered down a bit. But yeah, we'll go ahead and close on that. Thank you for joining us, guys. We always appreciate you. You can follow us on the social media. You can find me on Twitter at Karee underscore T and at Home Heron. You can also find us on Instagram at at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Rico underscore Sound. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes is the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us again, guys. Peace. Take it easy.